in the darkest corners of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast. With Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan. Welcome to another goddamn horror podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Ryan Danley from, I'm actually in the Dallas, Oregon right now at a hotel. Um, you. I know. I'm in the <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> I th- you, know, you, know what? you know what? The Dallas gets, it's called the Dallas for all our, our out, of, out of Oregon. It is actually literally called the Dallas. There's a reason for that, and I've read it. Um, maybe more than once, but I have not retained it. And so every time I come here, I'm like, you know, I should check it out again. But I'm actually now like as a badge of honor. Yeah, from, because I was from that area, every time I hear like somebody's at the Dallas, I'm like, oh, somebody's going to have a suicide announcement soon. <laughs> like, it's one of those, it's one of those passing between towns. It's like nobody goes there to do anything nice. There's a piece of property near here that I uh, uh, outdoor recreate on um, a private piece of property that I hooked up. Oh, with. nice. And, um, um, so I kind of make it out here a bit. The hotel rooms are cheap and it's actually kind of gotten me through COVID. Um, it is, it's yeah. beautiful out there. It is. It that's is. the only thing I will say that about the Dallas. It is beautiful. It is. Uh, it is in the beautiful, the gorge um, with the uh, Columbia river. And um, for anybody who doesn't know that uh, the Columbia river runs between Oregon and Washington as the uh, border of the States. And uh, it's, um, um, and it's, uh, we are in the gorge and the gorge is a uh, uh, world famous, uh, the gorge. I, you know, like I actually had to like look up the difference between gorge and uh, Canyon and it's not a hundred percent. Like nobody really has like a, like a specific like difference between gorge. And, but anyways, regardless, there's a huge, beautiful river here, um, beautiful outdoor recreating and it has been a mental uh, salvation oasis. Um, uh, if you ha- have you um, during COVID, so I'm in the Dallas, and I'm not cooking meth, so um, <laughs> not yet. Anyways, um, so uh, coming from uh, the Dallas, uh, and then uh, going to Brooklyn, Graham, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I spent the week uh, catching up on old classics, like uh, I'm rewatching Scream, all the screams, uh, because Scream Five is coming out eventually and i'm just realized that spiral is coming out in like two weeks less than two weeks so i'm trying to watch eight saw movies oh yeah i saw that uh, before that <laughs> yeah, <eight saw. laughs> so uh, i watched the first one last night it is and i've only seen three i think um so i i, I rewatched the first one and i forgot it's really good it, yeah, it's also it felt yeah, so much more indie yeah. It felt so much more independently made than I remembered it, which I thought was kind of interesting. But yeah, and an incredible cast. I forgot the cast, like, across the board is amazing. So so, so wait, you're saying that James Wan has made some movies that you like? Oh, I liked Aquaman, too. Oh, yeah, okay. No, okay. I didn't. I'm just kidding. Aquaman stuff. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I don't have anything against James Wan. Uh, I just have stuff against the conjuring. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So the deal with Aquaman is real quick. Like the deal with Aquaman is like, I think it was like, it is like straight up like down the middle superhero movie. 
it doesn't suck. It's not epic. It is like it's like it is like before superhero movies decided that they were going to be like grand. It was yeah. like the kind of superhero movie that you. Would have it suffered before. when it came out because I think didn't it come out right around when Marvel was just hammering them out with Endgame yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, and just yeah. killing it. And so when that came out, I sort of didn't care. I think that's probably why. I barely remember it. Well, and I love the comic. I read the comic. Right. Listen, I have the I have the biggest man crush on Jason Momoa. So he dude, he could star in he could star in anything and I would watch it and I would at least be okay with it. Like straight up. I honestly <laughs> I don't care. He could read my he could read my eulogy and I would applaud him <laughs> as a ghost. Okay? Like seriously. Uh, Aquaman um, was Aquaman was an awful movie and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. I watched it in the theater and it was just like this movie's terrible and I love it. <laughs> it was just so bad. I don't watch any superhero movies. I don't I don't even pay attention to them. It's That's so fine. bad <laughs> that this last summer I was on set of a commercial for this like Japanese perfume with Brie Larson. And I looked her up and I said to my coworker, oh, she's in Room. That movie was in Room. <laughs> he yeah. was like, she's Captain Marvel. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't, I don't watch those. Right. <laughs> Did not recognize her. I'm actually, that. you know what? I'm happy you don't because watching those is like a drug. Like it mm-hmm. sucks because every time a new one comes out, you're like, God damn it. I got to watch this one now. <laughs> right. And like, and if you don't, you feel wrong. It's very weird. It's very, very yeah. weird. It's just like to me, it's like all the same shit over and over again. And I'm very just, much is very much. It. Yeah, I love Spider Man. I, I grew up on Batman, but after that, I'm just like done. I think um, we're pretty much. I think every one of us is a Batman mark for the most part. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I do love um, Batman. I actually like semi try to pitch a well I, not really pitch but like uh talk to um my comic book writer friends who are working like um the other day about like trying to pitch a new batman check this out he's actually a poor kid all right and his and his his family gets killed coming home from like a cheap movie that his dad likes grounding the movie together. itself is also cheap like everything <laughs> right. yeah, Every, yeah. everything like and um <laughs> and they see like a like a local um um like like really wealthy guys, uh, like security detail, kill somebody. And the security detail sees that and then kills his parents. And so he's forced to like move in with his uncle, Alfred, not like some butler. And, uh, and his, uh, you know, and his dad's best friend runs a chop shop and he has to like build all those things. And like, and rather than, uh, rather than like having like an under mansion house, um, um, uh, you know, like he has like, he has to do it like in the sewer. I think that sounds like a great twist on the Batman. Might be a little more relatable. I mean, exactly. for sure. Is Uncle Alfred going to be like Carl from Aqua Teen? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's catchy. So I'd watch it. Yeah, that would be great. I feel like that's the one thing about Batman that most people have against it is that he's not relatable as Bruce Wayne. He's just a rich white prick. And yeah. it's just like, all right, fair enough. Like that's his superpower is just that he has most of the money in the world. So all right, <laughs> just just white privilege. Um, yeah. That's a thousand percent. That's all his superpower is. <laughs> it is, yeah. Because um, he's not even like Iron Man. Is also like really smart. You know, like Iron Man is at least like a like a, like a scientist himself. You know what I mean? Well, he's and a like, detective. He's a good detective. 
He is a good detective. Okay, but so he's also an asshole that walks into the Batcave and is like, hey, yo, Morgan Freeman, make me a new fucking suit. I gotta go. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> you know, like, like Iron Man held his own suit. Um, you know, it's so. true. Um, well, that was Jonas Barnes from the other part of Brooklyn. Um, you know, one of the uh, the many parts. He is from the Bushwick part. Um, I just got done with my uh, with my headliner series show. It's it's finally oh. back for the first time awesome. since the pandemic. Congratulations! Yeah, so I was ha- I was happy about that. It went well, and it was the new location for the show is literally a block and a half from my house. So it's nice. like if I'm ever late to that show, um, I'm probably dead. Like that's probably <laughs> it's so close to my house that I have no excuses whatsoever. Uh, I mean, yeah. I work from home, and sometimes I'm late to work in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think in yeah, some it's ways, uh, you, you stay out of damage control. To be quite honest with you, when mm-hmm. you're close, you just like don't get into like the whole like. Oh, I got to get out the door by this time, so in case I have to beat traffic and all. Now it's like I have to get out of bed at this time. <laughs> like, yeah, eh, I can like I can mosey just... into the living room. <laughs> Dude, I came home. From, I came home from work today, and I was exhausted because it was my first day back at like my day job, day job for like in quite a while, and I forgot that during this job I have to go up and down stairs a bunch. And like most people on the on the podcast have not seen me, uh, but I am what my doctor calls a complicated weight case, um, <laughs> and so stairs are my kryptonite. Like I don't. Like I live in a third floor walk up and as soon as I hit the third floor, I have to like rewrite, rewrite my will just in case, you know, just like, I just got to make sure. So, uh, so I was like ex- in the notes section on your phone. Like you're exactly. Like, yeah. That's a like, dumb adjective. Right. Just fucking cut my finger off, put it on the back of the phone and open it up right there. Boom. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, so like I got home and I like, I laid down and I passed out. And usually if I'm laying down in my bed, my cat will like come over and, you know, just do cat things and like try to play with me and all that stuff. Um, usually I'll like give him a treat and I'll like pop up and like play with him and everything. I was like dead to the world and he was walking back and forth on me and like meowing. It's like, yo dude, like this is not how this works. You haven't given me a treat. Are you dead? What's going on? Like, um, and then, yeah, I woke up with 20 minutes to get to my show and I like, I looked at my clock and I was like, you're an asshole. Your show is a block away and you See? pushed it. It's like you pushed it to the last second to get there and not be late. Like you're a dick. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah. yeah. But it, went, it was a good show. So I was happy about it. Everything's good. cool. The show's going to move forward. We're probably going to have Roy Wood Jr. on the next one doing right. like a headline set. Awesome. It's going to be dope. So yeah, it's cool. And this week we have a very special guest. Um, that I'm really excited about. We, uh, from the uh, podcast, Laughing in the Dark, um, we have the really wicked awesome Sarah Jones. Welcome. Thank you. From LA. Happy to be here. We have like a really, yeah. like, we have like the cool triangle going. Yeah. We do. You know what I mean? we, That's like, true. Like cool town triangle. Like, yeah. <laughs> if somebody from Austin shows up, we just have to be like, shut up. You're just Portland and Texas. <laughs> although they were the first keep it weird from what they i were. understand they were so. they for sure were i don't know dude i was born homeless in portland so it was pretty fucking weird for me from the beginning but <laughs> portland's a pretty good city to be homeless in though out of, out of like, a lot of them seriously it was like the best possible place to be homeless especially like with my my mom was awesome she was like a roadie and she like she knew how to play pool so she could hustle pool and then like she stripped for a little bit 
and Courtney Love was my babysitter in like the dressing room. Like <laughs> it was crazy. Really? Portland was weird. I, I shit you That's not. That's awesome. I shit you not. Yeah. So Portland was super weird for me from the beginning, but it was great. <laughs> Courtney Love as the babysitter for your child. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's how His that is concept. How, yeah, that is how fucked up the beginning of my life was. Is that you Courtney turned Love. out great. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> all thanks to Courtney Love. For sure. That's what I'll always say. Courtney Love babysat me in the dressing room of a strip club, and I turned out amazing, <laughs> all things considered. Wouldn't be here without her. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm one of, like, four people in the world that loves Hole way more than Nirvana. I'm just, like, I just think, like, early Hole is, like, just, like, so good and, like, so raw, and, like, she's, like, like she comes at it like she's a questionable person. I mean, then she has like some sure. problems. But um, Jonas and, is here. Don't say anything. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but she, she raised like, him. Listen, I feel like you need to be really careful when you're talking about early hole being raw. So you just need to be really <laughs> careful with how you put things. <laughs> That's a fair um, point. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I've always I've been a whole fan since the beginning. I think she really kills it, and I think that band really kills it. Um, but uh, I've, I'm I've a huge always, Courtney Love fan. I, I don't. Know. I think that whole that first whole record is super good, and it didn't say it, they they changed a lot after yeah. that first album because I think she was getting uh, writing tips from Cobain, honestly, because right. a lot of that stuff is very similar in song structure. But uh, that first record is so punk. Yeah. I love that. And she's, her, her she's been pretty great. Is, yeah, her solo work is great, too. Like, when she's not doing, like, when she's not with Hole and she's just doing, like, her own band and her own thing, she's had some, you know, like, very, very good stuff. And this is not me being, um, you know, like, biased towards her or anything like that. It's, I love Nirvana, but the sound that Hole had, like, as a band, was completely different from most of the other grunge and stuff in that era. Mm. It was great. Like the imagery was super fucking like like it was truly grungy imagery too. Yeah, like I lo- I loved it. Yeah. I think Nirvana stole from Hole too a lot. Maybe they did. I think they I'm like sure that. they shared. Yeah, I'm sure they shared back and forth at least. Yeah, imagery a lot too, especially. Mm-hmm. So laughing in the dark. Um, we can we we could do a whole episode on Courtney Love and our, 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 <laughs> our, our, our apparently when I said the four people I meant all four of us. Um, but um, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, laughing in the dark is, uh, is is a really uh, really fun podcast and uh, something I uh, I've really enjoyed over the time. You want to give us a little for uh, any of our listeners who may not have uh, dug in. I, you know, normally most of the time I will say that we we generally focus on horror movies, and I kind of like this this week that we're going to focus a little bit on on ghost stories and that sort of thing. And um, so I kind of I'm kind of enjoying that like that sort of take on this on the show today. So. Um, you want to give us a rundown of uh, how, sure. how, how, the, how the show came about and what, it, what it's about? And, uh, what well, it's yeah. About. Um, so the show is, if you haven't heard it before, I research the history and urban legends of haunted places, and then I visit them with comedians. So um, my thing is, like, I grew up watching ghost shows all the time. Like, even, like, Unsolved Mysteries would always have, like, a ghost kind of segment Mm -hmm. um but i feel like all the ghost shows i ever watched growing up they bullshit you constantly and that's not really my jam so i didn't i wanted to actually do research and like learn about the place um and some of it is not like paranormal it's just like the history of you know wherever i am so if i'm like 
in a cemetery, I'll research who's buried there and like what their stories are. Um, or like if it's a building, the, the history of the building and et cetera. My thing was like, I want it to be funny. I want to just like have fun there. But I also don't want to be bullshitting any listeners. Like I want it to be like, all right, this is what people say happens here. This is what is definitely true. I'm pretty sure this is BS. We're freaked out. <laughs> <It's fun. laughs> um, what has been the most like exciting thing to happen on the show? Any um, anything anything really unexplainable or? Yeah, I've had a couple unexplainable things. I think that probably the most exciting one, you know, Kelly's bar in Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well. I did a. I did a mini-sode underneath Kelly's bar because below Kelly's is um, the Shanghai Tunnels. Mm-hmm. And I actually did a, a hybrid mini-sode episode in season one with the comedian telling me a ghost story. And we were like hanging out in the Shanghai Tunnels for the mini-sode. Because for people that don't know, mini-sodes, people call in and tell me their personal ghost stories. Right. Um, so on this one, we uh, were down in the Shanghai Tunnels. We found this like really creepy door and my comedian worked at the bar upstairs so I kind of thought she was like fucking with me because we could hear someone on the other side of the door and it sounded like a human making a growling sound so I said to her I yeah I was like you know like we could just open that door it's like a really easy latch to just open it up and she's like you can open it so you can hear me in the audio being like, all right, cool, hold my wine. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and so I opened the door and nothing was in there. I had the light from my camera phone. Like, we didn't, there was nobody in there. And it was loud and clear, this, like, growling sound that a human was definitely making. It was very weird. That so is that really was, weird. That was probably the most unexplainable yeah thing that happened yeah, those are uh, those shanghai tunnels are terrifying anyways um i had a I had a real personal tragedy happen at uh, kelly's olympian so it all kind of like it all sort of uh it all kind of like goes together like it's it's a weird like and it's really like downtown anyone doesn't know uh, the shanghai tunnels are in portland there are a series of tunnels underneath portland um that are i don't, I don't know what they were originally but they um but back they were, in the day, um connecting ports so um, like okay. bringing goods to different like right. bars and restaurants. Right. Yeah, they were like they were like import export tunnels, except yeah. just locally. So the Shanghai tunnels are cool. Like they actually have like a really cool history to them. Um, but there's so much bullshit attached to them as well. Exactly. Yeah. But also they're super creepy. So like you know what I found out? Pretty much every city has underground tunnel systems. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's something that blew my mind. The more I would learn about it, I was like, this isn't even that weird. Like, this is everywhere. There was well, actually, I was going to say, there's actually a horror movie that was made about the tunnel system underneath uh, Paris that, yeah. um, that upon first glance would be a dog shit horror movie. But then when you actually watch it, it's really, really good. And it's based on, like, true accounts of things that have happened underneath these tunnels. And it's literally just called The Tunnel. Like, oh, the tunnel. I was going to ask what it was called because there's a couple movies that are about underground things that are like fantastic. Like, yeah, The Descent. The descent. Is yeah, for sure. Terrific. Descent. As above, so below. I was just going to say that yeah. too. As above, so. My shirt says that. As yeah, above, does. so below. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does. Nice. 
No, As Above, So Below is a really good one. The tunnel is really cool because it's a hybrid of like an interview and also a found footage horror film. So it changes perspectives throughout the film so you don't get exhausted from one perspective. And like all the jump scares are super organic. They're not like one of those things that's just like a ooga booga thing that jumps out from behind a dark corner. Like it's straight up shit that you'll like see in the background of a scene that like is approaching and you don't even recognize it unless you're paying attention. It's, it's shit like that. The like, I love it, that. Yeah. Legitimately makes you jump. Um, it's hard to find online, but I have found it a couple of times. I want to say it came out in like, I want to say 2011 or 2010. It's a very, like very good found movie. footage horror movies. Like the Blair Witch Project was amazing. And then since then, I feel like it's tried to be like, they try to replicate it so many times that you're like, stupid yeah, um, there's a yeah, handful I, of pretty good ones yeah i mean the hell house I, I like the hell house if you ever have a chance to watch the hell house uh trilogy oh that's on my list of things to watch those yeah, are, hell those house are is good yeah um, yep. um i mean there's there's some you know what i mean like it's not yeah. um i'm a um, huge fan of the blair witch remake yeah, yeah. the I, did, I haven't seen it the one that came out I, like a few years ago yeah yeah, yeah. Adam yeah, Warner, I who did your next, and he actually just did Godzilla versus Kong. He he did the Blair Witch remake, uh, and it was good. You know, I thought it was great. Oh, I think great it's better. Yeah, <clears throat> really. As a movie, yeah. The first one had you know it had the PR stunt that had the whole like That's is this thing. real? I feel like I saw the first one when it first that. came out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like so you what believe they did with, it's real. Yeah. So what they did with this is they called it the woods during everything up to releasing it at a at a Comic-Con or a, a festival or something. And then it came up Blair Witch. And audience went nuts. So they sort of did like something to do it. But overall, it's a better movie, I think. Yeah, I think <laughs> did you ever see um, Blair Witch 2? Yes. I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I, I, so Blair Witch 2 is like one of my favorite movies. And like I'm everybody, a big fan I, too. Everybody hates it, but like I it just, was so I, different. It was oh, like it was mm-hmm. not even the same franchise. Oh well, I can I can go on for a long time about, a lot about it. Uh, we did. We yeah. had a whole episode about it. We had it. a whole episode. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you, you know, like the thing about Blair Witch 2 is that the, he he decided to make it meta. Um, which was a cool, um, which I think was the right choice, is to follow up a fa- like the first time footage movies. Like we're gonna make it meta. We're gonna make it like you know, like a little is it real world? Is it not? Um, I think as, as a standalone movie, it's a fantastic horror movie. I also know that they chopped it and like the studio made it really weird, and so like they made him do a lot of things. And like the original, like if there's like a director's cut out there, it's like really good. Like all of those scenes, like them dancing around the fire and stuff like that, he had to go back and like reshoot in his own Ooh. backyard and stuff like that. It's like, it was really awkward that the studio just all of a sudden called it Book of Shadows. There's no Book of Shadows in the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Beyond that though, like imagery wise and like story wise and um, there, it is a flawed movie, but I just think that it like, it's just gonna be a good movie. I don't, like it's, it's like at the horror movie it is, but yes, Blair Witch 2 is a, um, a, a very controversial. <laughs> it's a very controversial film. There was a movie. Oh, I just watched. Um, God, what's it called? It's like Antebellum or something, and it's kind oh, of the yeah. same thing. They do like the uh, the interview at the beginning, and then they it, they pretend it's like a found footage. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was such. You know a bad what I'm talking about? Yeah. What was it called? Was it called Antebellum? Yeah, it was called Antebellum. Antebellum. Yeah. It's like in the series of 
things like where they're trying to like rip. I'm off so the, gullible. They're, they're I saw to, that warning at the beginning and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Right. I'm going to die after I watch this movie. It's like the ring. <laughs> oh, wait, are, you're talking about uh, something. Dip- Antebellum is the, the, uh, that Antebellum. new one that came out. I, 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 direct, I, I know I which one we're talking about. Movies. about. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're talking about different movies, but Antebellum, by the way, was also dog shit. Just yeah. so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's terrible. I might have also seen that one, but I'm, yeah, I didn't think Antebellum was the right title for it, but it's one where it's like, at the very beginning, they do a documentary for like a few minutes and everyone's like, yeah, we don't know. People just die after they watch this movie, but we just <laughs> found it in the archives. Like, and I'm like, great, I'm going to watch it by myself it with gonna, my cat. And, I'm, and we're just going to die. Here. And I'm going to die. It was called a- Antrim. Antrim. Or, yeah, yeah. Antrim. Antrim, yeah. Antrim, the deadliest film title. ever made. It's yeah, I saw it too. It's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. super bad. Like, yeah. why did I fall for that? Why was I like, oh, this is gonna be the scariest movie I've ever seen? Why? I'm I, so I did the gullible. Same thing. You did? Okay, sure. good. I was, I was I didn't so think it was excited, gonna be scary, but I thought it was gonna be good. I thought they did yeah. something like super cool, at least, to give it that like big up before I watched it. But I no. wanted to be concerned for my well-being at the end exactly. of the film. <laughs> and I wasn't, and I was very disappointed. Mm-hmm. What I like about this is if you go on Google and you look up the movie, the one sentence description of this movie is to rescue the soul of their deceased dog. A young <laughs> boy and girl enter a forest and dig a hole to hell. That's every, okay. Every single thing about that description <laughs> screams a full moon production movie. Right. It's gonna have like the puppet masters show up at the end of it and be like, and now we're gonna make a double movie, you know? Yeah, like, it's to be fair, I didn't read the description beforehand. I just saw the like picture, I think, on Shutter or something, and I turned it on and then I was like we're in for something serious. Like no, no, there was a warning at the beginning. Yeah, they did a great job of marketing it. Um, that's actually why I saw it too, because they did a great job of marketing it and making it seem like it was going to be this super fucked up movie. And then, yeah, at the end of it, it was like, mm, okay, I've seen scarier shit on Nickelodeon. Like, right. Even was- like in the middle of it, like when the brother and sister are like, okay, we're going to dig a hole to hell. I was like, why am I still following along? Right. Like, I'm still like, hoping I- for it to get better. <laughs> why, do I, why do I care? It was very weird. It was a real bummer. I think any of those movies that kind of like have that disclaimer about like being like the most terrifying movie ever made or this like movie paranormal like, what was it yeah um, like paranormal activity the first yeah, one was activity. dope that one was dope but then like all the the fucking nine sequels or whatever that they've made they've been terrible i think but the third like, one the third one has the best scene in it though but of, like the, the with the underneath like the sheet on the floor standing behind oh the, yeah yeah that's, yeah, yeah, that is dope. I don't even I know. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen the first two in theaters. I remember the one with that, uh, the connect, that that like video game with the green dots where they show oh, someone yeah, like yeah. walking through it. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's all I, I really remember. Is that two? I, I, I think that's two. I think I saw yeah, one and two. One was like fine until the very end of it. I think there were alternate endings, but the end of it that I saw, they like showed this like CGI creature, and I was like, "Why? Why did you show <laughs> that? that? You just ruined it! Like, it was so bad." I've seen that happen with like anytime I've watched a movie based off of it having like some crazy disclaimer like that, I've been disappointed. But like Antrim was one of those ones that like I wasn't just disappointed, like 
like you said, by halfway through the movie, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I know. Like, it feels like, like, it feels I, like feel I took a downer. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. there's nobody else in the room. I have to apologize to my cat for me. I know, that was me bullshit. too. <laughs> me with my cat. Yeah. And she's always having to sit through bullshit, so like she was kind of used to it, but... <laughs> I remember Terrible. the first time the first time I was ever like the first time I saw a movie that had like that kind of a disclaimer that I was super excited about because this was like before I was super internet savvy. So I would just see something and it'd be like, you know, I'd see like one of those disclaimers and be like, oh, that's going to be crazy. And this was like my old primitive brain, like going back to Faces of Death Days when I was a kid where I was like, this is going to be real. And then I see like a dummy's head get <laughs> smashed and I'm like, you're an idiot. But, like, <laughs> but this one I watched, it was called the Poughkeepsie Tapes. Mm-hmm. And it was this movie that was just supposed oh. to be this terrifying thing where they found this like stash of these tapes that a serial killer had kept. Uh, throughout his reign as a serial killer. I think killer. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, and then I watched it, and it was just like this weird, grainy, like, blue-hued bullshit footage uh, that they clearly just made up. It was just like, this is a terrible movie. No wonder this took four years to come out. This is awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's, yeah. Speaking of terrible horror movies, I just saw one in theaters. It was like my first time back in theaters since COVID. Um, oh, and I know, and it was uh, a few weeks ago. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's called like the Cursed or something. It's it's a uh, it's got the guy from Robin Hood, Men in Tights, in it. Oh, oh God, uh, that, that sounds there, awful already. Oh, yeah. the Apostle, maybe. And let me let me look it up. Wait, do you know what I'm talking about? That's not new. Apostle. No, no, it, uh, no it, then it's not the one. Hey, let me look it up. It's the Awakening. It just, no, the Reckoning. <laughs> no i know horror movie names are so like they're so bad <laughs> <laughs> okay horror movies 2021 let's see it was uh was it the unholy the unholy yes did you see the it one, yeah the one with jeffrey dean morgan it, it's got, yeah it's got yeah it's got like negan from uh fucking walking dead and he's jeffrey dean morgan when you see his face you know who he is but he's kind of one of those ones where it's like i've seen him somewhere but i can't remember is it supernatural Okay. He's like he's, he's like he's like white Javier Bardem. That's like the way he looks like to me. He's, he's, he's no, to me, the most prominent person was the main character from Robin Hood Men in Tights is yeah. the priest. And he has yeah. this like terrible Boston accent. Okay. Right. The terrible thing about it is all of the special effects were CGI that looked like Pirates of the Caribbean 1. Like it was <laughs> it was like it's 2021. This is not like a re-release. Right. It's really bad. Like it's wasn't this? I think this was bad, a, 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 a a Raimi production. Yeah, yeah, was it? it was oh, Sam Raimi. Yeah, know, which really bummed me shocking. out. Yeah. Did and you see some, it? No, I, I heard that about it. I heard it was terrible, and then I heard Raimi was involved, and it made me sad. Yeah, so I stopped dealing sad. with it. But what? um, the director, I'm trying to see what else because I thought it was the director of Don't Breathe, which it very well might. Be? No. Don't don't no. breathe is a fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah. that's also and, on my and list. I really I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's, it's really worth seeing. Um, that to be good. And I, I, when I heard the unholy was bad, but no, this guy did like Hercules and the Huntsman, so yeah. I'm not that upset about that. Yeah, it was so bad. He's uh, yeah, he's I, done, uh, I watched it. It's depressing. It's a depressingly yeah. bad movie. Yeah. It is. It, it, it's, it's hilarious to see in theaters when it's like your first time back in theaters. I went with a comedian who lives out here. 
actually, um, Kyle Ploof. I don't know if you know him. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Kyle's like a, a fucking good friend of mine. I love Kyle. Yeah, I love Kyle, too. He's a really good friend of mine. So him and I went, and we were just cracking up. Like, Kyle and I, I feel like when we hang out, we didn't grow up together, but you would think we did. We're like little children, like giggling at everything. So we it. were just cracking up the whole time, but it was horrible. Uh, you know, Gary Ewell's from Robin Hood Men in Tight has been in some great movies, though. I mean, he is in, um, of course. Song. Well, Kyle's also He's from Boston, so, so like, right, it all sure, takes sure. place <laughs> in Boston. <laughs> and Kyle's like, Kyle's very, very much Boston, too. Like, <laughs> so Kyle, it's, it's hilarious how Boston he is. Like, every <laughs> time, if you, like, if you don't know Kyle and you, like, hear him talk, you're like, Jesus, what Wahlberg are you? Like... <laughs> <laughs> But he's, oh, he's but so he's much hilarious. better. He's so much better than the Wahlbergs, though. Like he's the, the Wahlbergs would be blessed to have him in their family. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a gem. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, ever, yeah. Have you ever had any comedians like freak out on the podcast? Like, have I ever seen anything? And like, I mean, like, yes. Okay. Like, you know, I am. I'm for myself. I'm. I consider myself a uh, not a, like a tough guy, not macho or anything like that. But I can. I will like I will hold my own in a situation. Um, and that's not like right. That's just like kind of how I am. But I um, but I was raised by an Eastern European mother who like believed in like believed. I should probably deny it right now. But like curses and you know like things and uh, sure. Um, you know, and so um, I'm a skeptic and um, and and but I will tell you that and we've talked about this before on the show about um, being um. You know, like I don't like believe in Bigfoot, but I really want there to be a Bigfoot. You know, kind of like situation. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like I went to Loch Ness in in, in Scotland, and uh, I don't like believe in the Loch Ness monster. But like when we were on the boat and I was looking in the water, I was totally looking for the Loch Ness monster. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so it would be great if it. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I'm, and I'm and I'm way into it. Um, I think that there would be a part of me that would struggle in the um um uh, like. If things got too heated, I, um, you know, my mother worked in a, uh, a mental institution in um, Connecticut, like it's like one of the most haunted places, and um, and it's closed down now, um, but it's like a famous like ghost hunting. It's spot. even better. And I, um, I just don't think that I, I just don't think I could do it. I just like, I just like, I just. You know, wonder. I, I did a haunted, um, abandoned asylum in Detroit with Zach Martina, is a mm -hmm. great comedian in Detroit. Um, and he actually saw something. Uh, I think he, he saw like a figure in a room and there was no one in there. And Z Zach's not a bullshitter either. Like he's legit. Right. Um, but I did have, I've had a couple comedians flip out. Most notably, you probably know Becky Bronstein. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. She lost her shit in the Lafayette Pioneer Cemetery with me which is this very, very, very old cemetery in the middle of nowhere, Oregon. And we were there at like midnight. Uh, and the crazy thing is like, as we were walking up to the cemetery, Becky was like, oh, there's someone in there. There's a woman in there. And that's what people see there. There's like a witch woman that's supposed to haunt the cemetery. So she mentioned that. And I knew she was already scared. So I just didn't say anything. Right. And then we got in there. <laughs> And I like told her the story. And if you listen to the episode, there's actually kind of a sweet moment halfway through where like, she's definitely making jokes, but I can tell she's like flipping out. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of said to her, I was like, Hey, like if we're done, 
you're in the driver's seat. Like you can tell me we're done. So when you're ready to leave, <laughs> even if I'm in the middle of my story, that's fine. We'll leave. I'll keep telling you the story. And she's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> but because I never like I tell comedians too, it's like, this is supposed to be fun. Like if you're right. flipping out and you are not having fun, let's leave and get a drink. Like it's not a big deal. Right. Like this is supposed to be a fun time. Um, I, and it's also hilarious when you're flipping out. I'd like, I'd like to believe that Adam Posse flipped out. That just sounds like a really good, a fantastic you know what? I image think, to me. I think I had to record Adam Posse twice. Like, I think we did one episode and then something happened to the audio and I had to do another episode with him. Yeah, I'm positive I did. Because I did, um, this was season one, so now it's almost like four years ago. Mm -hmm. But I did Cathedral Park with Posse first and then that audio got messed up and ended up going back there with a different comedian. But what was the one I ended up actually like sending out with Adam Posse? Did you hear the woman screaming at Cathedral Park? I don't know. We didn't catch it on audio, okay. but I remember talking about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I, did. I ended up going back with um, Stephen Wilbur and I mm. recorded Cathedral Park. And like, if you listen to the, to the season one, you can hear Stephen Wilbur on that, but I don't remember which one I ended up doing with Posse because it was the second. We did two episodes together. Did you guys ever do the haunted pizza joint in Portland? Yeah, I did. God, I don't know <laughs> who I did that one with either. I did so I many. Love the I love that you were just like, yeah, I did the haunted pizza place. <laughs> I know exactly like, what you're talking sure, about. I love that. It's like it's, it's like it's very famously haunted in Portland. Yeah, it's and old town like, pizza. I did it with James yeah. Barella. Oh, perfect. That's that is perfect. a perfect yeah. comic for that. Yeah, it's, it's mm -hmm. Not only yeah, does James well Barella fucking did. know his pizza, but yeah, he would be a great one for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah He was already there eating pizza. Oh, oh, with Adam Posse, I just, I'm like looking at my own Instagram to be like, wait, who was on this one? So with Adam Posse, the one that's actually out, we did the Lewis and Clark College. Oh, so dope. Posse and I just walked around the college and, uh, I told them there's like so many ghost stories about that college. It's crazy. Yeah. I used to work there and, um, at the, in the, uh, the food part of it. And it's a, um, um, it's a creepy place. Hey, it's like filled with like lots of like wealthy kids, but, um, yeah, it looks like Hogwarts. Yeah. Right. And like kind of creeps me out anyways, but, um, but it's just a, it's just an odd space. Like, to be honest with you, like all of like Twilliger and that whole section through there, through Tryon Creek and everything like that is just feels like old school something. You know what I mean? It just has like, it's just, there's an ominous feeling to the area. So mm -hmm. I can totally see Definitely. How, yeah, how it feels that way. So um, um, Graham, Graham is like uh, getting a history or a, bio, uh, a yeah. geography lesson here about uh, the no, area. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like hearing about it. Portland is a creepy town. Um, there, there is, it is. It, it, um, you know, I mean, it, it's like, it's cute on Portlandia. And uh, <laughs> I brought this up before, but like when I first moved up here in the 90s, um, it was going through like a renaissance and the beer thing was happening and stuff like that. And, and this was before, uh, um, you know, they, they redeveloped uh, downtown and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was... Um, it was a dark town and there was a lot of like darkness in it. It's just like those old heroin towns. You know what I mean? Like if there was just like, you know, just like they had Shanghai tunnels. So it's like an opium den. Ex exactly. Yeah. And, and there was just like, and I mean like downtown was just like, I mean like, like you guys remember that Burger King and Burnside? Um, it's, it's gone now, but like, but it used to be like, I mean, just, 
it just there's just something wrong in the in the town. And and well, uh, it's a Burger like, King. That's it was a Burger, but it was like it was just like really like right in like right in the beginning of like Chinatown and like all that stuff through there. And and, and um, it was um, and it was just always like a lot of trouble going on around there. But it was. Um, you know, I didn't Portland. actually grow up in Portland, so I, I, I only, I mean, I lived there for eight years, but. Um, but it was, you know, but there's a lot of darkness in the past here. And I know everybody thinks it's cute now and stuff like that, but you know, the, I, I believe that still lives just below the surface here. Like, I mean, like beneath the, the pink donut boxes and the <laughs> uh, spilt IVAs, there is a, um, there is like, that's in the dirt here. You know, it's like, if you walk through Portland, it's the reason why they film grim here. The reason why, like, I mean, it's actually one of the reasons when I, you know, I came from Denver and Denver such like a, looks like a little tiny LA. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's just not like a, it's a, it's a fine city. I, you know, I have a lot of friends and family there, but, um, but like when I walked into Portland, I was like, yes, this is like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like the East coast. If it was like, Cool. London. Yeah, or cool, right? You know what I mean? Like, it was like, yeah. it was like, you no, know I, mean? I miss Portland so much. I always say that my heart is in Portland. And that's what I love about Long Beach is that it reminds me of Portland in LA. Because right. I'm like, it, you know, I, I love the weather here. I can't, <laughs> I don't yeah. miss winter. I don't miss lots and lots of rain. Right. But just that there is a certain vibe to Portland. And I think it's I think it's kind of cool that most people just are not from there. They like come there. It's almost like a pilgrimage of people that are all like, we kind of think the same and like right. everyone sure. kind of ends up there. So it's there's definitely something magical about Portland. Yeah, um, it's always can... been kind of that cool place like that. It's always had that that kind of like seedy underbelly that you know a lot of people don't really experience but even if you go into places like if you perform at certain places like dante's mm -hmm. i perform i performed at dante's a shitload of times and then every time you perform there if you go into their green room their green room is down in the basement and like that basement is super creepy and i'm not talking like cocaine ghosts like mm -hmm. it's yeah. very like super just creepy creepy and it's like the temperature is completely different. It's got like the air feels different. It's got this weird energy down there. That and whole place like kind of has a weird energy. Wait, what are cocaine sure. ghosts? Cocaine <laughs> ghosts are the ghosts that you see after you do too much cocaine. I feel oh, like that was right. pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> I didn't know what was that, but there's also the ghosts that are on cocaine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure I've snorted many ghosts in my past cocaine <laughs> life before I got sober. I'm sure too. I have. Yeah. Just doing ghosts. Right. Yeah, I you feel like there's probably, like, I, I hung out with very seedy people. There was probably one dude that was like, ah, I just snorted my grandpa. Like, <laughs> yeah. Asshole. <laughs> you know, but the funny thing is, in the 90s, like, there was, like, no cocaine in Portland. Like, it was, like, actually just not, like, a coke town. Like, everybody here was just doing, like, like heroin and um, and then smoking, like, tons and tons of weed um but yeah. it's uh but it's a um but it's uh, that has changed um but um yeah i think that it, like when you walk around this town you can like there there can be a horror story told like if you were like a cinematographer and you needed a like i live in st john's in north portland and like like pretty much like grim was all filmed and like i have like mixed opinions on grim as far as the as far as like the Buffy ripoff series go, I like it better than Supernatural. But it's um, but it's uh, um, 
but like they, they filmed in our hometown or in St. John's and, uh, and you can see why, because if you're a cinematographer and you walk around St. John's or Cathedral Park and the St. John's Bridge and the things like that, I mean, every angle in the area just has that, that, that creepy background that you, you like, like when you go down to, I mean, you will probably hear screaming at Cathedral Park now that's like legit screaming because it's like, uh, um, um, because, uh, uh, you know, a, a problem place. Um, but it's a big, beautiful park underneath a big, beautiful bridge. But it's uh, supposedly you can hear a woman who was murdered there a million years ago screaming um, in the night. And um, a lot of people have heard it, like a lot of people. And it's, uh, it's uh, you know, I mean, it's, uh, and you know that I'm a skeptic, but it's, um, you can see why going down there, like you just feel. Like- For a skeptic, you are very like warm to the idea of the paranormal. It sounds like because I feel like I deal with a lot of skeptics just doing the show that I do, and I feel like, um, like I'll even have comic guests that are like, "I'm going to talk shit about ghosts the whole time," and I'm like, "That's cool, like <laughs> whatever you got to do." Um, but yeah, it's you seem very open-minded for us. Well, I you know, like I said, I grew up in a house with um, ghosts, with with a ghost, and I have you know, I was actually on one of your uh, one on one of your lit things. And That's I right. About, and right. I talked about and I talked about that I am a skeptic, but I have I I do have legit ghost stories like that. that it, and I think almost like being a skeptic makes them more like. I mean, like in my mind, there's like probably an answer, but I heard somebody splashing around in my bathtub. I heard it a bunch of times. Um, I had a friend come over and he heard it and there was no water. It's in the middle of the night. But like if you laid in the, in the basement of my parents' house, you could hear what sounded like somebody splashing around in the bathtub and occasionally stretching like kind of thing. Like, and you could hear it. And I mean, like it's, and there is maybe an answer. And, but we searched everywhere. I looked, I would put my head up to some place. I would go upstairs. You couldn't hear it. And I also came out of a shower once and looked, it looked like somebody was going up the stairs. And so, and I will probably remember that for the rest of my life. And uh, I'm still a skeptic to know that like, there's, there's a lot of answers. No, I guess, I, I mean, I guess I kind of am the same way. Like when I go to a haunted place, I don't expect to have an experience. Right. I never do. In fact, I'm like shocked if something happens. I'm stoked. I'm excited, but I'm, I never expect there to be things. I'm always like, okay, this is what people say about this place, but I do believe in it because I've, I've had my own experiences. And I that's, think I think for me, I just real quick, uh, I, I think I'm a lot like Ryan in that I, I sort of want to believe, but I, I, I'm a pretty heavy skeptic. I, I really want to be proven wrong. I've just never had an experience. I'm open to them, I think. Maybe not. Maybe something in my head's keeping it out. But like, yeah, I, I would like to believe. But I've just never had an actual experience that I didn't immediately write off. Right. From yeah. Being stoned. To be honest with you, <laughs> like honestly, the thing that kind of turned me and made me believe in spirituality in that sense um, was super early. I was like sixteen. And I was doing a, uh, I was doing a vacation. It wasn't even a vacation. It was like a thing that was done for my school uh, to go to Europe. And one of the trips that we went on, uh, one of the side trips that we went on was Dachau, the concentration camp. And we were going there to do like the tour and like go through the museum and stuff like that. And like, you know, get like a firsthand education of it. And it was during the summer. It was hot as fuck. 
Like, it was, when I say hot as fuck, I mean, like, everybody was uncomfortable. It was just, it was very, very hot. And as soon as we walked through the grates, or through, like, the, the fucking arch or whatever, as soon as we walked through that, it was ice cold. But it was, like, it was only ice cold for, like, a foot and a half right at the entrance. And then there were certain parts of the camp they were also super, super cold and icy, but it was like outdoor spaces. It wasn't like, you know, air conditioning air getting conditioning, pumped in. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't nothing like that. It was like straight up open air. And like when we would get to like the mass graves and stuff like that, the temperature would drop considerably. And, and it everyone would, was like, this is great. Right. Seriously, <laughs> but honestly, yeah, like we would look at each other like, did you feel that? You felt that too? I mean, like this feels good, but also what the fuck? Like, you know, interesting, interesting, yeah, and, but it is so that hot. Was, right, right. It was like it's like 95 degrees on it, so whoever it is that did that, thank you. But also, I'm yeah. so sorry, like, yeah, um, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Keep it up because this is right, yeah. <laughs> this you is just great. keep telling me because this is a nice cool down. The same for me, like, you were like fairly young. I was in third grade and I saw a ghost, and it was a woman standing at the end of my bed. and I mean, I agree with you, Graham, that like as you get older that you're like, okay, like I was drunk or I was really tired or like this happened. But when you're younger and there's no other excuse for it and you just see it, um, it was weird. I was very much like, okay, that's a thing. Like I, I wasn't sure before and now I know for sure ghosts happen. I think as, as kids, maybe if you tap into it, maybe at a maybe. certain age, it's easier. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't. I've never seen a ghost since then. I only saw that one, but I did experience in that same house. Um, so the first time I saw a ghost, yeah, she was standing on the end of my bed. And when I woke up, I felt a female presence, but I thought it was like my mom or my sister. And when I opened my eyes, I saw her standing there looking at me, but I wasn't afraid. Like I didn't feel threatened. Nothing was negative. But I was kind of slowly p piecing together like, okay, that's a ghost. <laughs> and then uh, I put my foot down like slowly, like I didn't lose eye contact with her. And then right when I put my foot on the ground, I had adrenaline rush through me. Like that's when I felt afraid oh, and I left the room. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and then uh, after that, it was probably a year or so later, one of my friends was sleeping over we were in the basement talking and she was like sitting up on a computer desk and she was telling me a story and I got this feeling like there was a man standing behind her, but I didn't see anyone like there was no one there. And right after I felt that she stopped talking and said, I feel like there's like a man behind me. And I immediately was like, let's go upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> run. And I told her when yeah, we went upstairs, I was here. like, when you said that, I felt that. But I think she thought I was like full of shit. But it was <laughs> like it was true. And it was in that same house. So I've always wanted to like go to the library and like look through the archives like they do in movies, and I never did. <laughs> Like, like a montage of you like digging through like yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like oh my god there's they have unsolved business like, <laughs> maybe like yeah. some like the cuts to you like jogging or like punching a, uh, a heavy bag like fourth you know? grade <laughs> like yeah no none of that in fact i did i so the first time when i saw the woman at the end of my bed i uh 
checked in, made sure my sister was in bed and she was, and I was like, okay, good. Ran into my mom's room and was like, all right, I just saw a ghost. That's what happened. And she was like, well, maybe it was an angel. Like she totally did not <laughs> believe me or care. Like she was like, okay, go back to bed. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure an angel's any better. I mean, right. um, number one, <laughs> no. like it, it's number, still a ghost. It's still a ghost. And number two, totally. like, if you actually like read about angels from the Bible, they're actually like not that cool. So, um, like, um, like I mean, they've been played out. They've been propagandized as cool. But like, it was like the <laughs> second coming of Christ is here. It's happening. I think they chose the wrong vessel. I don't think they can handle this responsibility. Also, I'm in third grade, so it's always been weird to me. It's always been weird to me when parents try to tell kids if they feel like they have an experience like that. If they try to like dissuade them from that. Because it's like, motherfucker, you made up an apparition that would come into my room and steal my teeth when I was a child. Like, <laughs> do not tell well, me that my ghost is there was an exchange. Shit. It's not you really know? stealing. Like, right. even not... okay, fine. It's a capitalist apparition. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but like, not not better. Right, that's with a small horrifying. demon who yeah. collects teeth. <laughs> And then we're like, terrific. Like, no questions asked. Is there money involved? Sure. (laughs) Worried about it. Well, that's cool. Flick a couple of quarters underneath my pillow, and we'll go ahead and just call this a ghost. (laughs) And I'll look forward to it while I pull a bone out of my face. (laughs) Yeah. But no, my mom totally did not. I don't think she believed me at all. And then I would try to, like, for years, I was like, we should look up who's died in this house. And she was like, who cares? (laughs) I don't think she gave a shit at all. And I've still, I've always, actually, when I first started laughing in the dark, she was like, do you remember? And I was like, yeah, I remember. (laughs) Invalidated my experience. (laughs) Yeah. I I remember that. Yeah, I've had to process that with, with this project. You were like, listen, I came to you with the proof that every human being is looking for with life after death. And you just denied <laughs> Basically it. Basically so, you know what I mean? politely like, to go fuck myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just, you just <laughs> maybe it's on an, that. Maybe it's an angel. Mostly because you probably just didn't want to get out of bed. She, so, she was like, I'm going back to sleep. Which I can't even blame her. It was probably like four <laughs> in the morning. Like, what would you say to your kid? I just I saw just, a ghost. I, maybe it was know, an I, angel. I, Good night. I, 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 <laughs> I'm a different kind of parent, you know what I mean? Where I'd be like, oh my God, let's do this. You know what I mean? Like, That's I'd be how like, I would be. I'd, I'd, I'd be, be like, like, tell me everything. <laughs> okay, let's break this down. Yeah. Like, are we getting I'd be drawing more? diagrams. Like, we're going to the library tomorrow. You're not going to school. We're no. Screw this. We have our own research to do. I'm going to... What was really funny about that, what was really funny about that Dachau experience that I had is our... Um, our I think that's the uh, only time that's ever that's the this said. is the only time the time somebody's ever said that. you know the funniest part about this doc. the funniest part of Doc <laughs> um, real jokesters those ghosts um, but uh, no half of the tour that we had so like it was two it was two different groups of people so it was a group of people from Washington State um, that were at my school and the people that we met up with when we flew into Germany for this whole tour thing uh, for the entire European tour was another group of teenagers, uh, students that were from the South, but they were from like the deep South. Like they were, you know, they were properly Southern Christian Baptist, like that type of thing. 
So we go to Dachau. Most of us have this experience. We're all kind of looking at each other like, oh, shit. Like, was that refreshing but also terrifying? Yes, it was. You know, like. Both of those things. Yeah, it was totally both of those things. So at the end of the night, when we went back to our hostel and we were staying there, I was laying in bed and I looked at the, um, at the dude that was staying in the room with me. I was like, so did you also feel that? And he's like, yes, I did. And then I was like, are we going to talk about it? He's like, we are not. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, that yeah. confirms to me this feels quite spiritual. He goes, it does, and it is against everything that my parents have told me. <laughs> oh. We're just going to yep. bury this down real deep. Yeah, like, I have a lot to work through. Yeah, he was like, like I you have just so have to work through this kooky afternoon. I have to work through my entire life, like, right, and afterlife. So yeah. I can't talk to you, sir. There was so much like subtext of like, you have no idea how much this has fucked up everything that I've been raised on so i need to go ahead and chill for the night <laughs> oh my god i feel bad for people that i mean i don't want to say anything offensive but like people that are just super super religious like that because anything bad that happens in their life they're like why did god fuck me over and i'm like no, right right no life just sucks it's not you yeah like, it's not it's, personal it's like listen he is one dude watching over a very large amount of stuff so like some things will fall through the cracks like if you just like if you wanted to try to explain it to them logically like listen he only has two eyes uh he can't see everything and i'm sorry today was your day like that's what it was sorry he's point them in the right yeah. direction though right you could just instead you could just sure. say hey like maybe you're just not uh feeding the homeless enough you know you know <laughs> right. uh, you know you can try to use this you're against probably them. just not good enough were you an asshole <laughs> think about mm -hmm. it were you well yeah, so yeah. i was raised catholic <laughs> and everything is like your fault and it's very easy to find fault in anything that you're doing. I can guarantee that. So sure. that's totally. Um, do you ever listen to, as anyone here, do you listen to Amigo the Devil? Hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 I saw that like light in your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think uh, I actually listened to it because of our guests uh, recommended it. Yeah. Uh, oh. uh, Joseph Rude. Oh yeah, he fucking did. But he's yeah, yeah it's really good. He has the line. It out he and had it. No. He, yeah, he's amazing. He has a, a new album that just came out like a week or so ago. But he had a line in it in one of the songs where he said, um, "If we were all created in His image and He couldn't perfect it, what the hell makes any of us think that we can?" I was like, <laughs> yes. "Yeah, that's this really guy." Cool. He's a, yeah. he's such a good like songwriter. He's incredible. I highly recommend him. Yeah, um, we had a professional wrestler, uh, Joseph Bruda, Eric Redbeard. He uh, he actually on his recommendations. Um, yeah, oh shit! That's what I should have made my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> we now have two care. recommendations for that, so we have yeah. to now. We yeah. really now have you to, have to. Yeah, I think we, we we might have to contact Amigo the Devil. Be like, uh, whatever reason, have, have me on when you, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I absolutely. will try to keep my cool the whole time. <laughs> like, I feel like it's reason. okay if you fangirl out, though. I feel like that's probably okay. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. I, I mean, I like think it. he's about to get like really famous. Like, Rolling Stone just did a great review on him. I uh, think fuck, we gotta get him now. Point. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> get him now, dude. But I think like he's gonna if he's not already there he's hitting that point where he's gonna be like sick of the fangirl shit you know like 
So, have, but, you ever, you, have you ever come to New York? Like, do you come to New York like often at all? I've never been to New York. Oh man. Okay. I so have I'm, to go. I have to it's throw fun. this out there. I Fine. have to throw this out there while I remember it. Um, only specifically for what you do. So what you need to do, um, I have a friend that works for Atlas Obscura. She's like one oh of the- God, I yeah. use this for source on like every episode. Fuck yeah. Oh, of course. And so she's like one of the main people at Atlas Obscura. Um, I'm not going to say her name right now and just throw her shit out there. But um, she is somebody that I should get you in contact with because she can give you a heads up of when they're going to open up the catacombs in Greenwood Cemetery. Oh. because yeah so what they do a couple of times a year is they open up the catacombs and they do a concert down there which is usually like classical music and stuff just because the echo effect that it has down there is gorgeous yeah for that kind of music but they also open it up for like a couple of days before and a couple of days after for people to go down there and do like tours of these catacombs and greenwood cemetery is one of the coolest fucking cemeteries i have ever seen well, we like, should do an episode. Incredible. Yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, so if you've never been to New York, like, that is, like, that's the trip that you should make is, like, when you're in New York is go to that cemetery. Like, talk Absolutely. about haunted. Yeah. Yeah, I've got my second shot coming up soon, so I'll be vaccinated and we'll we'll do some recording for season four. Hell yeah. That'd be so rad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe we could all do it together. That would be amazing. Um, It'd be very be. fun. Yeah. Um, wow, that would be another goddamn horror podcast. And lit, lit doing the same, laughing in the dark, doing the same. All together would be like, like, like I think the world like would crack from all. The, yeah, we'll bring Amigo the Devil with us. We'll yeah, just exactly. Be happy game. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be amazing. I am um, the girls I, from My Favorite Murder. Like, we'll just all come. Exactly. Fantastic. Um, um, Henry Zabrowski, you know what I mean? We'll do, we'll do them all, you know, uh, yeah. you know, Marcus Parks can come, Ben Gizzle, I mean, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> um, the guy from Robin Hood Men in Tights will bring him. We'll bring yeah. him. Just, you know, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone we've discussed today, we'll bring them, we'll bring Courtney Love, she'll come. Yeah, she's probably there. I think we're out of be great. Um, <laughs> she might be. She's already there. She's actually playing down there. It's like, this is where I practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you just, so since we're talking about like um, I, I for a few years kicked around the idea of starting my own uh, ghost hunting show. I'm tell me what you guys think about it. Where I physically fight. What do you guys think about? <laughs> there you like, have right, that. It's ghost hunters. Well, no, but like the ghost hunters go in and they're like, oh, this thing and that. But like I'm always like, like fight me, pussy. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Where I just show up with like a crew and like we have like a blessed baseball bat and uh, you know and uh, and like maybe like like a, like a Gun, you know, and uh, and we, uh, we just, just, I'm just sorry, show. don't do it. Please don't. And I just walk into places <laughs> and I call out ghosts. That's a, that's ghost hunters, that's what they already do. I, but I want to take it to that next level where, like, I'm actually like physically in a fight. Like, I just don't. think that, like, if we okay, there's to... literally an episode of Ghost Hunters where the guy like throws a brick and like, he's like. Come out, bitch. <laughs> he doesn't really say that. But like. <laughs> okay, but if you're talking about Zach Baggins, he probably That's does what I'm talking. Fucking, yeah, dude. He yes. probably does fucking say that. He does, he's like, yeah. He's so obnoxious. Zach Baggins, <laughs> Zach Baggins is the one man godsmack of ghost hunting. It is so Exactly. <laughs> I talk so much shit. And especially because <laughs> I will try to go to a haunted place and maybe like 60 to 80% of the time they'll be like, 
you know, when Ghost Hunters was here, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and that's not what my show is. We're, right. We, like, do real. I, my show is more inspired by lore, actually. If you've ever listened to Lore yeah, sure. by Aaron sure. Mankey, mm-hmm. um, I love that he truly does his homework, mm-hmm. and it feels like legit. So I, I do my homework. I will research for, like, a week. Writing that was what I noticed. Episode. Yeah, listening to the episodes, like you know your shit going in. And Thank it's you. Super yeah, cool. um, it's a lot. Actually, of work. I wanted I wanted you to uh, kind of tell our listeners or, or retell the story about uh, the the theory on the the Jersey Devil and Ben Franklin. Oh, <laughs> I almost uh, I, I almost have to like go back and pick up my notes because here's the other thing: I will obsessively write for an episode for like a week. And finish it, record it, totally no forget all of it. <laughs> like, forget it all. But I do remember something about there was like a, a celebrity feud with uh, Ben Franklin. Oh, yeah, I remember. It was Ben Franklin and someone else. They had atlases. And basically, like, having an atlas was like, you know how everyone has a podcast now? It was like having a podcast only. <laughs> it's like, this is what... They would they were feuding like there was one atlas that was more popular than the other one. And for whatever reason, Ben Franklin, I think listen to the episode for the actual research that's like written down. But it was something like Ben Franklin was trying to sell this other guy short so he like made up the jersey devil story and was like yeah. their whole family is cursed um they have cloven hooves <laughs> yeah it was really <laughs> and then there was something about um he was pretending someone was dead and he wasn't dead but they would like write news because it was back in the day they didn't have like twitter where they'd be talking shit on twitter it would be like a printed newspaper that would be like just sassy little quips towards each other in the newspaper serious <laughs> yeah so it was really family feud not family feud this was like a reddit thread hundreds of years ago it was basically what exactly <laughs> yeah it was yeah, it was a celebrity like, feud, only it, just, it was over atlases. It, it was, was so funny for me just imagining Ben Franklin like like basically just nailing this family and their atlas like, down with this made up and this thing that has now taken on a a a, a life that's continued on. An entire war. <laughs> like been him just punking this dude. He was just kind of being bitchy, like for yeah. fun. <laughs> i just like, love the idea that that's where the jersey devil came from it is and then like that whole family was like just shunned <laughs> and all i remember is ben franklin which sucks it's like oh that poor family they just had an atlas like they got canceled first american family they, did. they got canceled yeah literally oh and so then like so ben franklin was saying this guy was dead and then anytime he posted something sassy in the newspaper about Ben Franklin, Ben Frank- Franklin would come back and be like, oh, it's the ghost of whoever. <laughs> so good. Am I the only one that feels like Ben Franklin was probably like a sassy old bitchy queen? Like, no, that, that's, probably, what, that's what like, he was. Yeah. I real, said real. that in that episode. I was like, I did you did. know that Ben Franklin was like sort of bitchy? Like he was, <laughs> right. he was like that friend that you sit with that you're like, do you want to? 
be kind of a bitch but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like that was him like he couldn't be he couldn't be out like he couldn't be out of the closet because they'd like cut off his head or whatever but sure. like he totally like down low he was just like ooh, like you know it was he, just was, he was sassy it's just all that time it's just like all that time in france you know what i mean and seriously like i mean people like i mean i, I talk about this a lot is like you know like america like the french really won the nobody likes to talk about it because it's like we've been so heavily propagandized but like the french came in and won it and then he was like straight up homies with them and like lived most of his life in france like i would prefer to live in france to america i don't know if you've been there but um it's beautiful um you know and um um you know i mean but yeah i can see like you he, he would like hang out with like aristocrats and like for sure prostitutes and like you know what i mean like that's like I was, that was his life and like yeah so i'm sure like when like shit got that he's like like sipping wine and eating baguette and there's got to be a joke in there about his peg leg pegging. There's yeah, something yeah. There. Like, it's he was right like the originator there. of it. He was the originator of it. <laughs> yeah, he would just call people into the back room and have them try the new wine, and they would leave a different person. Like they would just they <laughs> have so much experience now. now. <laughs> it's amazing. Good okay, for him. Well. Well, I was, Zach Baggin has ruined yet another dream of mine. Um, yeah, he's ruined a lot of locations for me, to be honest with you. I don't like this I guy. I've never so seen an episode, but this guy him. sounds like a dick. He, well, he I know like, I'm going to meet him someday and be like, I'm fucking sorry. Because like my entire show, I'm talking shit about ghost hunters. Yeah. If, I, if I ever met Zach Baggins, I would call him Avenge Seven Ghost, and I would not give a shit <laughs> at all. At all. He blocked me on Twitter, so he can kiss my ass. He blocked you on Twitter? Yeah. Why? He, he blocked me on Twitter because I tweeted a picture of himself at him and I said, Zach Bag I said, Dear Zach Baggins, explain yourself. <laughs> it was just a picture. It was just a picture of him. It was not doctored in any way. It was literally just a picture of him. And within I would say within 10 minutes, I was fucking blocked. And I was like, I feel good that he actually gave enough of a shit to be like, I have to block this guy yeah. right now. Like, this yeah. is. He's so going to be a problem bitchy. later. You right. were being the Ben Franklin. Of yeah. I was. <laughs> so now that sure. you're blocked, you can talk about him like he's a ghost. Just like, pull a Ben Franklin <laughs> this guy. Exactly. There you go. Well, sometimes when I'm, I'm watching, when I'm watching Ghostbusters. Um, I have to like I like the original Ghostbusters. If you and this is talked about a lot, but like if you think about the EPA guy as the bad guy, very eighties message that the overreach of the EPA was gonna leave all these ghosts. Now those guys were not really all that different than Zach Baggins. So like why don't you know what I mean? Like so why don't we just go ahead and give Zach Baggins a nuclear reactor in the downtown um <laughs> metropolitan area i'm just saying you know what i mean like like it seems like a really bad idea to give it like in the movies you're like oh well the ghostbusters are legit but like real life ghostbusters like zach baggins he's not a real life ghostbuster i'm I'm guessing though like like the epa probably didn't see you know egon as any more of a ghostbuster than than zach baggins you know what I mean? Okay, so, like, and also to be fair, I've probably seen like three episodes of Ghost Hunters. And I have like, a really <laughs> strong opinion about it based on those three episodes, and also based on all the. Do you see my cat here? She says hi. And also based on every episode, I try to set up where they're like, I don't know, Ghost Hunters came here, and it just did not get a good reception. 
listen, I've seen and I've seen a lot of Ghost Hunters episodes because I'm <laughs> dedicated to being a bitch to this man. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> nothing about it is unwarranted. Every okay. single one of them. It's like it literally his entire ghost hunting personality is that weird like 2000s rock genre that happened where like everything was some weird version of theory of a dead man you know like just mm, right. there was just another stained that just showed up like mm-hmm. every couple of months you know he's that guy like he, yeah. he wears like super tight like meshy shirts and his fucking hair is all palmated and spiked and he like literally tries to aggro bro fight ghosts that's the thing that's what i don't it's like ridiculous. it's also kind of like disrespectful too it's like okay if there is a spirit here if i was a spirit i would be irritated as shit by this yeah he's in your he's in their house he, he walked in their house and started talking shit that's like getting in the ocean and punching a shark and being wondering why he ate you like right. i'm yeah. sorry you walked into his house and punched him in the face of course he bit you like, yeah it's it, it it's to, to me it's like disrespectful and it's also it's not entertaining unless you're yeah being a bitch like making fun of it then it's an, okay. sure. then yeah. it has value i think my problem with the show is that he and there's even like an onion article about this um that he actually discovers ghosts every week so that's it's like, that, like it, right like you know what i mean like there's no like i guess that's there's probably no ghosts it's, here like they're not really- the first people to do that like any go that's what i was saying before i started my podcast is that every ghost show i've seen they bullshit you because if they don't they don't have a show right yeah if, yeah. if nothing happened they have nothing to show for it so that's why in my show it's like if a ghost if something paranormal happens it's extra because really we're just telling a story and we're being hilarious and laughing about it and checking it out but for them if they don't have a paranormal experience they don't even have a show yeah but the best ghost show i've ever seen was paranormal witness on sci-fi Mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah it's actually watch that right. yeah it's pretty good yeah, yeah with the that was the best one the Did reenactments see- are like fantastic and the stories like i feel like they're telling the truth like i believe the people in the interviews did you see where the guys like badass like trans am or like i rock was haunted by the the dead uh, uh guitar player it's so cool because it's like literally like like these just like these like bros like this dude who like works like he probably like got a speed hookup and like he's hanging out and stuff like that his 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 high rock z is is haunted by a dead guitar player i mean like that, that's like that's such a great horror movie that's like, amazing it was like yeah. it's so good you guys gotta see it it's like it's really one of the paranormal best pair i'll have to rewatch. i've seen like every episode so i know i've seen it but it's like it's kind of like Eddie and the Cruisers if it took place in like, like, like rural Oklahoma. Christine. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like Christine if nobody was cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I really appreciate it. In my head, all guitar playing, uh, all guitar playing, uh, like aggressive ghosts are all the guy from uh, Slumber Party Master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Driller Killer. Like that's yeah. like you can't have a better guitar playing spirit than that guy well, i looked up that dude after i watched that movie he's done one acting part and it was that movie and he's just yeah he's some he's just some dude that's a musician in europe 
Like they just fucking were like, okay, you look like the guy. Like you look. The like director was like yeah. a big fan or something, or it was like his son's friend or something. It was yeah, weird. it was just like you look like shitty pawns. So go ahead and come on <laughs> <up> here. <laughs> so um, we we have a um, a question um, round. Um, you have not been prepped with these questions, so just uh, right. like off the top of your head, as quick as you want. I think uh, by some of the conversations that we had in the show, we probably. No, one of the answers for sure. But um, um, this is a, a new segment, so you are uh, breaking new ground with us on, uh, on another goddamn horror podcast. So you are, you know, you're a trendsetter. You're a, uh, we trusted you with this. You know, okay, well, I'll try not to fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like I said, we're, 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 we're really heavy uh, uh, judges around here. Um, you know, we, uh, we have a real strict professional protocol. Um, Don't hold back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, yeah, the answers can be as short as you want, just one word or answers long. or whatever, or as long, yeah, if you need to explain it, whatever, if you want to pass on any, that's fine. Um, so, all right, starting off, Freddy or Jason? Freddy. No oh, question. All right, oh, good, sweet. Uh, what's the difference between thriller and horror? Hmm. I think with thriller, it's... Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be like classic horror themes, like a monster, ghost. Thrillers can be more, uh, even more realistic, I think. Like, even though they can be sci-fi too, but I think thrillers are more like closer to action, but maybe not so action that they call it action. It's more, sure, yeah. um, does that make sense? What do, you, what do you think? Or is it just what um, I think? I don't know. No, I, I tend to to put most thrillers if there's any element of horror uh, as horror. Me too. Um, yeah. And also, I have a friend who who says that horror is a thriller is just horror marketed to win awards. There you That's go. Yeah. Or like psychological thrillers, if they put that bit in it, I'm like, right. I'm gonna like this. This is my jam. <laughs> The answer oh, that I gave, the answer that I gave when we talked about this was that the suspension of disbelief is the difference between horror and thriller. Okay. So I've for horror, that. you have to suspend your disbelief because horror elements generally have a supernatural tone or a monster tone or whatever, whereas thrillers are usually based 100% within reality, even if they have like a dark overtone. You don't really have to suspend your disbelief to think that this is a horrific situation. Right. You know? Yeah, it's like being chased someone in your home right like that seven is a thriller a... but it has horror elements but it's not a horror film like seven that's is that, beautiful yeah. yeah and that was one of the ones i used as an example like that's fully a thriller but it's dark enough to have horror elements yeah i would think but, of it as a horror know, movie right it's yeah just that there's no suspension of disbelief there because it's just something fucked up that can totally happen so well yeah. same with saw one yeah um, yeah um, my, my theory oh, my, my my theory is that horror um, for horror to be horror it has to have a persistent evil it has to somehow grapple with the concept of evil and um, like it like good versus evil and it has to be like persistent um, you know like it's not like easily beat back I think thriller can just be like a crime story that like you might get like and I also think that horror lives in the fear zone and thriller lives in the stress like anxiety, stress. Anxious. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. They're like, like they're, they're the separation. Now there are like more modern movies. Um, um, we'll talk about one of them here momentarily. But um, 
um, like and the hipster horrors, which actually kind of like more bask in, in anxiety, um, anxiety based, um, um, you know, concepts that are still horror movies. So that's not like a like a like a blanket statement, but I think the concept of like evil has to exist in horror. And that doesn't have to be like supernatural evil or, or religious evil or anything like that. Like the shark was evil. Although the Babadook. You're right, the right, Babadook. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like the shark in Jaws was evil. I mean, technically the, the, the capitalism is what was evil in Jaws. Because really the good, <laughs> good, good, good away from Jaws is you just have to stay away from the water. Um, but they needed people to go in the water to make the town run. So they, you know, the, so the, so, but, the, but ultimately the, the enemy in that movie is a shark and it was persistent evil. That makes sense. Um, all right. Uh, what horror movie influenced your taste the most? Influenced my taste? Hmm. Um, <laughs> so I grew up watching a lot of horror. And one of my favorite horror movies as a kid was the Japanese horror movie Uzumaki. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Have you ever saw that? The yep. town yeah. is like obsessed with spirals. Yep. Um, I was also really terrified by The Exorcist the first time I saw it, especially being raised Catholic. Um, but my taste is so di- diverse. Like I'm really interested in a lot of different types of horror movies. I was always a huge Fred, uh, Freddy Krueger fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's one specific movie that influenced me, but The Ring I loved when that mm-hmm. when that came out, and even rewatching it as an adult, I was like, "This is a beautiful film." But you know, but, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. Coming, you're coming off that Uzumaki, which is uh, also a fantastic um, graphic novel manga. That, I know that's like, I. I didn't even know it was a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends in Detroit is a tattoo artist, and he did a piece. And I said, this is so funny. This reminds me of this movie, Uzumaki. And he was like, that's, that's what it is. He's like, it's a movie? And I was like, it's a graphic novel? <laughs> that's right. Um, but it is, it, it is seriously like one of the best uh, graphic novels. That's what I've horror, heard. Horror graphic novels out there. I've yeah. Or seen or, or read it. So I'm going to look into that. It, I mean, um, it's kind of a corny like movie because it's older, but it's very interesting. It's very I unique. love corny. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, if you could erase one movie from existence, what would it be? Horror movie. Uh, one horror, probably the unholy most recently. That was just <laughs> terrible. Then it just wouldn't have wasted your time. I mean, it, it was fun because it's like so hilariously. In fact, I told Noriko Ott about it when I came back and I was like, you should see it because it's like impressively <laughs> bad. Like it's so amazing that it came out in 2021. So I don't know if I would actually say it shouldn't exist, but I don't know. I, I the unholy was terrible. <laughs> That's all I'm fair, fair, fair. It had no redeeming quality. <laughs> no, yeah. Besides it just being hilariously bad. Um, this is pretty topical. Are ghosts real? Yes. I believe that they are. And I also believe that reality is subjective and, you know, what, what is real? What For is sure, reality? Yeah. It's whatever you perceive. And, and I think that's a really good, you know, that's a really good point too. Like, um, you know, like um, on uh, last podcast on the left, uh, Zabrowski talks a lot about when he talks about aliens, cause he's a big alien guy. Um, 
about how actually like aliens aren't like a physical being but like most of the alien experiences are like actually like a, a mental like like brands like dimensional sort of situation and uh there's like a lot of like like that's like the running theory that like we're not all like like it isn't like little like green people coming from space it's like actually like 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 something like emotional is happening to us and that it's like dealing with it it's actually really fascinating if you start looking hmm. into it and then you kind of go into like a um you know different like what we um you know how brain chemically works and stuff like that and, and that stuff is like really like as the skeptic in me loves that kind of stuff because then yeah me too like, i'm like, very yeah. very interested in neuroscience in fact the reason i'm a phlebotomist is i used to be pre-medicine i wanted to do either neurology or neurosurgery Mm-hmm. So I worked at Kaiser for years drawing blood and I actually worked at um, OHSU in the neuropathology lab. So I was dissecting human brains and staining tissue, Whoa. human brain tissue. Very fascinating stuff. But did you ever, did you ever like want to like take a little chunk and just like maybe like, no, maybe, maybe. I was around <laughs> it. So what's so weird is like you, you can get used to anything like you just seeing human brains all day just is nothing and then you we get like a new intern that i'd be training and i remember one time um randy was like our boss there he was the doctor and he was walking up he was still wearing a plastic uh like apron and he was like taking it off and she was like what was he wearing and i was like oh he was probably doing an autopsy and she was like (laughs) and i was like yeah, that's what we do here. Like, this is the morgue. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen a dead body? Because you're gonna. (laughs) Funny funny side note to that is my co-producer for my headliner series show. She's like, she's my best friend. And she works in the morgue now. And that totally happened because of the pandemic. Like, she just, she didn't have a job at the beginning. Her job got lost at the beginning of the pandemic. And she started looking at all these different, you know, jobs that were open and stuff. And it was body retrieval, essentially, that she started in. And then she just kind of moved her way up through the morgue. And now she's a morgue tech. And, like, she'll text me shit. Like, I had to peel an eight-year-old's face off today. And I'm like, (laughs) you know that's going to come out in therapy later, right? She's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, like, how do you deal with that? (laughs) What's weird is, like, you, you... I don't want to say you get desensitized to it, but you kind of do. Like you just kind of get used to like seeing things and even like working at the lab as a phlebotomist, like uh, you get used to being like, all right, here's a human toe. (laughs) (laughs) Like nothing is weird to you anymore. Like there's eyeballs here. Actually one time when I worked in the morgue, um, my boss kind of had this dark sense of humor and he took out, we had brains like, hundreds of brains so they're all in like tupperwares and in like plastic bags like everywhere so we took out this brain that we were about to dissect and he goes oh i forgot about these and like a pair of dice he dropped these eyeballs on the table and i had never seen human eyeballs up close before so i was like looking at them and they look like a fake prop that you would buy at a halloween store like at a mm-hmm. halloween u.s spirit usa or whatever Spirit Halloween. Right. Yeah. They look fake. Like they don't look real. And then you remember where you are and you're like, those are, that's a real eyeball. <laughs> it's like somebody's like, somebody had that like in there, like somebody like had to like put traps in it when it was like hay fever. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Someone was like, rubbing those when they woke up in the morning. Like it's very weird. And then the crazy thing, if you want to be really grossed out, uh, he cut it through the middle like he had to for whatever reason they needed something in the eyeball i don't know 
But I was mostly fascinated at him cutting this eyeball like horizontally through it. And then like, of course, this like liquid came out of it. It was all gross and hilarious. And then on the inside <laughs> of the eye, there's like this dark lining, which I did, wouldn't have thought. There's like a dark membrane on the inside of the eye. And he was like, of course there is. Cause otherwise the light would just blind you all the time. And I was like, mm. okay, fair enough. Like he's a doctor. So everything he said was like, well, duh, like obviously. <laughs> There was one time, sorry, this is, I have so many good stories about no, working there. No, there was uh, this one time we were down there and it was a week. I worked there on the weekends and I smelled it. I called it an intestinal autopsy, which is literally the smell of shit. And I was like, it smells like an intestinal autopsy down here. Like they clearly did an autopsy recently because it smells like intestines in this room. <laughs> and my boss was like, no, like there's, there's not a body in here right now. And I was like, there's something definitely smells. We finally found it. And in this giant silver bowl was human intestines that some of the med students had left over the weekend. Like it had been in that bowl for like a couple days. It was Oof. stuck to the bowl. It was like hard on the side. Oh he had God. to... <laughs> Empty the bowl upside down over like a biohazard trash can and like hit the side of the bowl so that the intestines and I was like, this is the best day of my life. Like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. It's like I you called fell, my dad and I was like, you won't believe what happened today. It's like you fell asleep <laughs> without putting the enchiladas in the fridge. You know what I mean? Like it's like, like you're not yeah. gonna scrape them yeah. out. Yeah, it, it was. It was like it was like if you leave like raw chicken even in the fridge for too long. You know, the right. sides are like darker yeah. and yeah. hard. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly how it was. Stuck to the bowl. Smelled awful. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I, I literally hope that that. Happens. I like how you were. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I literally hope that's what happens to my body. Like something like something. Someone super, forgets one of your body something parts. Something super just... hilarious. You know what I mean? Like something memorable. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's a, like you, you ID'd the intestines by smell. <laughs> you can't miss it. Like there's, it literally like shit is stored in your intestines not, sure sure i just like, i i feel like if any body part was left over the weekend i'd be like that's just body <laughs> no you it, it definitely the thing is like in the morgue they'll put vicks under their nose so that it, they it doesn't smell as bad it doesn't do shit it smells <laughs> horrible no matter what um anyway i'm sorry you're welcome for that anecdote. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. I hope you never forget it. I never I will. It was hilarious. It was amazing. Um, I post right. it on Facebook, so every year I get a reminder of it. Too, <laughs> <is> <laughs> um, okay, last question. Uh, midsummer or hereditary? Hereditary, without a doubt. Ooh. Oh, is this controversial? <laughs> that, no, no, not at all. It's oh. I think it's pretty uh even uh but really? with yeah, without it. Yeah. I mean I, I like Midsummer personally, but really? I love both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I recently just rewatched Hereditary with someone who hadn't seen it before. And I was still just so excited about it. It's so beautiful. It's like so well done. And Midsummer is fantastic also i um i was on a different podcast actually talking about midsummer i saw it in theaters and we discussed it afterwards um 
But I think the part that stuck out to me the most in Midsommar is the part where she's tripping on mushrooms and she has to stop and be like, okay, like, just stay calm. Like you took the, you bought the ticket, just take the ride. (laughs) That part I thought was the scariest part of the whole movie, to be Mm -hmm. honest. It was very realistic and very uncomfortable. There's theories out there that the entire movie is actually just a really bad mushroom trip. But um, but uh, that, like it, like she gave into the fear of the whole thing, um, and that she kind of created this uh, thing in her mind. But anyways, um, I am a hereditary over. I, I'm like I think Midsummer like as like an art piece is like a better movie. Um, Have you but, seen his short films, that director? Yes, Ari Aster. I haven't yeah. watched them yet. I I are they worth it? Are they great? Yes. Yep, they're great. There's yeah, one that's super fun. What's that one, yeah. Jonas? That you right. sent. Um, um, I can't remember the fucking name of it off the top of my head. Um, something about like the Jack, the I can't like their name, name of the family, right? The, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Like it's yeah. super fun. I want to watch them all. I can't wait for. He has a new. He has a horror comedy that's supposed to come out. Yeah, yep. that I'm stoked on. He Seems actually like has, like, he has like three movies coming out. Actually, really? Yeah. All next year, or no? They're just three that are in like various stages of production and post-production but like if you look up his filmography on uh, wikipedia right now there's three movies that are um that are getting ready to you know come out whenever they do great i'm excited god he's he's young too isn't he like 19 he's definitely young yeah that's so nuts i'm excited i'm excited for for the comedy uh, aspect, because I thought in Midsummer uh, he started to sort of play with that, and there were some genuinely hysterical parts in that movie. Like yeah. when that guy gets burned to death in the bear suit, hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> hilarious! <laughs> or like when that old person jumps off that cliff when they just jump, smash, smash <laughs> You know what? I think that that's the part that bothered me so much about that movie is that the like American or not that they're it's like they're trying to visit another culture and learn about it and then that girl that's like this is wrong i was like shut up this is their (laughs) culture like this is a sacred ceremony for them you can't go into another culture and be like this is fucked up according to where i'm from like (laughs) do that shit that's like i think that's what like really offended me about that film but i i really liked it i didn't dislike it at all i just thought hereditary was perfect the best scene i think in hereditary is when the son knows i'll try not to do any spoilers but when the son knows what happened to his little sister and he hears the mom finding her Mm -hmm. yeah and they just have him sitting in bed and like not even blinking and just experiencing that and they don't have to say anything i feel like in a lot of movies they'll have like this uh, narration by the character that's like, you know, this is how I felt and this is what I was thinking. They didn't have to do that. They just showed it. And I thought that was really powerful. Yeah. Well, you did see that was, that was the, uh, the lightning round and you, uh, you killed every single one of them. Like he's awesome. Like everybody, everybody, we're going to be like, Oh, you, no Sarah Jones, but I mean, you didn't even have anything about like leftover bowls of intestines in your answer. So I don't know, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know where you were going to get it. Or, or, I don't even know where just I, going I swinging. We might actually just retire it. Um, but, um, <laughs> 
All right, um, recommendations. This is how we uh, we end it. Um, uh, what was, uh, do you want to go first or last, Sarah, on recommendations? Uh, you know, I can go first. Cool. Uh, I would recommend something that I've been doing a lot lately is meditating with Headspace. I oh yeah, it. they have courses that are fantastic. I just finished one on balance. Cool. I feel like I'm like way less of a bitch than like usual. It's all going great. Um, it was it Headspace is an app. Yeah, yeah. I've always used the Insight Timer, and I've always had good luck with that. Um, I don't necessarily like like the like the attempt at social media that um, Insight Timer does. Like that's always like a little strange, but um, you don't have to partake in that. It just does that. But I've always like had a good time. So uh, I'd like to hear like a, another good. Uh, um, yeah, it's like app. guided meditation, which yeah. I feel like I need. Like I need. I think it's so. Like I think everybody's afraid of meditation because of like 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 go sit in a chair and like don't fucking think about anything and you like go sit in your chair like i like like most of us are fucking nuts you know what i mean like i got like <laughs> yeah. so much shit going on in my head i'm like what are you like like i wouldn't even like like ever even like attempt to like to even like try something like that but like a guided meditation when they're like can you feel yourself walking down the stairs exactly you know i actually I, mean? I break the rules and i do it laying down but i don't mm -hmm. fall asleep but it's it, it's honestly life-changing i highly recommend it Oh, you're. I'm gonna rule, try it out. You're actually. you're a rule breaker uh, on the meditation. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> laying down. That's pretty Ooh. rebellious. He, he's always like, okay, just the same as we always do it, sitting on the chair with our foot on the floor, and I'm always like, no, sir, nope, that's not nope. what we're doing. We are nope. laying in bed under a weighted blanket. <laughs> just take me, take me somewhere else. You know, I don't sleep great, and so sometimes it's really nice just to like listen. I'll, I'll either do like a guided meditation or like. I listen to a lot of like instrumental hip hop and, uh, and, and like you listen to like some Dilla or some Soul Chef or something like that. And it's just like, it's taking you to a nice, nice. Or you just take stuff. sleeping pills and have really weird dreams. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you take like, anyways, um, well, that's a whole different conversation. Uh, six sleeping pills. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, um, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I could do it. Uh, I'm going to recommend The Circle on Netflix. Oh it's my God! A, a reality competition show. Uh, the the finale was tonight. Um, I, I'm going right after this. I'm going to watch it. I'm no, saving I, it uh, for tomorrow. No spoilers. No, no. Um, but it is. I, I love reality competition, and I usually love the the physical ones that mix the you know the being an asshole to each other and then getting drunk and stuff. But um, this seemed so boring and so stupid because it's just social media reality competition and it fucking rules it's so I good for somebody different every episode i, get I know really into it. it's so so awesome Wait, i'm sorry graham have you seen solitary uh yes yes you have no yes. one's ever heard of it yo my solitary is the circle's <laughs> mean older brother yeah so if you like the circle find solitary on hulu i have recommended it to several people it's literally watching humans being tortured <laughs> psychologically and physically. It's so good. It's Cube. So good. It's just it's, like Cube, exactly. Yeah. But it's it's like this older show that was on Fox that somehow no one's ever heard of except for me and Graham. Um, <laughs> watch it. it right. It's awful. You feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> And they have cliffhangers for the season endings too. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do. I'm so glad you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like I liken it to uh, the Coliseum for like 
well, not even for today, for like the 90s, early yeah. 2000s. <laughs> but my God, is it terrific. I don't know how everyone missed it, but there's only like four seasons. because I believe they like were not allowed to do it. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that crazy ass show from the Soska sisters called Elevator? Yeah. No. yeah. Dude, Elevator was fun. It yeah, was like, it's super, it's super cheesy, but like in the best way. Like it's cheesy yep. in the sense that it's like, full of visual effects and shit like that so it's not meant to be taken like super seriously but you can tell that the soska sisters love the fuck out of it um and yeah it's a super Wait, fun maybe i've seen this there's like five contestants they're all like it's like horror themed yeah and they mm-hmm. have to do yeah i've seen this actually yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. similar like they'll have to sit through like needles being put in them and stuff all sorts of crazy shit yeah yeah, yeah. super super fun um so i'll do my recommendations mine are both uh movies this week um both of them on hulu uh the first one is possessor mm-hmm. and if you haven't seen possessor or don't know about possessor it is a um it's a body horror film from david cronenberg's son brandon cronenberg um and it is like a super super fucked up version of like invasion of the body snatchers like is what it's mostly akin to like it's definitely its own thing but it's very similar to that and it's about people that take over the bodies of another person after they um for various different reasons whether it's that they're paralyzed or whether it's that they um are trying to do it as an experiment whatever the case may be they take over the body of an able-bodied person and as the movie goes on it starts to um the blur the line between the two starts to blur um very very cool movie and the body horror aspect of it is vicious so interesting i have a question real quick i heard the hulu one is not the unrated version which is kind of the one that's you're just supposed to see (laughs) but still very i would still say very much watch the hulu one right okay yeah, you'll be you'll get the same effect out of the Hulu one that you would um, if you try to seek out the non-Hulu version, because there is because I've been holding off because um, of that. Yeah, it's a little bit more fucked up, but it's hmm. I mean like the Hulu version is plenty fucked up. Like so, you're not gonna be missing anything. Um, what was the, the second movie? The second one is one that I feel like is an underrated movie. Um, that's also on Hulu. It's called Identity. Oh my god, that is yeah. like an older movie, right? Yeah, it's from 2003 and it's got Tom Cusack. All of them yeah. have the same birthday in that movie. And guess what? It's, it's your my birthday. birthday. Oh, nice. awesome. And it's on Monday. It's May 10th. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, happy birthday. That's so weird. Yeah. Thank you. That's so, that's that's so, so weird. Per- that's so perfect that we. Yeah. That you, good job, Jonas. Yeah, I did it. It's, uh, you know, I knew it. I knew it in the back of my head. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's one of those movies that I think it came out in 2003. It came out in a time when, like, in that early 2000s time period in horror where it was just pumping out a bunch of remakes and a bunch of, like, almost these, like, fucking weird, almost like the early 2000s rock. It was, like, this weird, churned out, just, like, bullshit horror movies. And Identity kind of got lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, it's like a mind bending type of a horror film and it's all based in mostly one location. Um, and it's very, it's very well done. Like it's yeah. very it's well written. Isn't it a thriller? 
Yeah, I would consider it a thriller. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a thriller slash horror. I mean, but it's definitely more thriller than anything. Um, Cusack does great. It's got the, the story is super twisty, but like in a good way. They don't like, they don't insult the intelligence of the viewer. Um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those movies that I feel like was really underappreciated um, that is now on Hulu and I feel like people should watch it. It's the perfect time to because the birthday day is coming exactly. up. Exactly. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Nice. Um, I am going to recommend both dentist movies, which are on Shutter, um, just because they're just like such like ridiculous, like perfect horror. Um, both one and two, both equally as good. Um, I like the like poor explanation that like he just shows up in a town and he has like uh you know and it's corbin burnson back before he started doing jesus movies and uh mm-hmm. um you know and, it, and it's uh, like i watch them both and uh, they are both uh they're just a ton of fun and um they really um um you know they're just uh like the the gore is like the perfect level like it's uncomfortable to watch it's mouth stuff so you don't like it you Ugh. know what i mean yeah. and it's and it's like and like it's like every like it's like like the the movie that we wish we all wrote like just like yeah. oh what's what's terrifying yeah. the dentist let's yeah. uh you know um, like let's, let's make him terrible um and uh, my music suggestion this week is um and the old uh, 2008 cunning linguist uh, uh record uh, a piece of strange um and i think it's one of the best boom bap uh, hip-hop records ever and i hadn't listened to it in a while i just started listening to it again this week and uh, i'm pretty excited about it so um um yeah, Which record? A uh, cunning linguist, uh, a piece of strange. Nice. Yeah. If you guys haven't aren't familiar with them? They are um, um, excellent, excellent um, uh, hip hop writers and um, great beats, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, Deltron to five thousand, which uh, um, Del um, also another great boom bap record. I suggest revisiting. I'm gonna have two two records, two movies. That's that's, that's good for me. And Amigo the Devil. So, um, well, this has been a real lot of fun. Thank you, Sarah, for uh, joining Super us. Super fun. Uh, yes, was, uh, thank you for having me. This is so fun. Um, yeah, you brought like you, like multiple levels of like you, like you were like a triple threat on horror. You had like ghosts. <laughs> we talked about movies, and then like body horror. But then body parts. Yeah, I mean like real life <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, body parts. Like I mean like you. Like, or where you, that like, came from? Like, I'm like, just a treasure trove. Of <laughs> honestly, like you should just be doing podcast work. Um, but it's um, <laughs> um, but um, so thank you so much for um joining us and uh, yeah, anytime. It's really uh, fun. We'll, yeah, we'll have you back. Um, um, when's your show coming back on? Uh, TBD. Yeah. Uh, yep. COVID put a real uh wrench in my gears for traveling. The end of season three, I couldn't go anywhere, so it's really just phone interviews with people, which is mm-hmm. not as fun to me. Sure. But um. I got to get into the Winchester Mystery Mansion like right before. I like the Cecil Hotel episode too a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah, with Jessa yeah. Reed. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That, she's she's amazing. She is so great, and that's that was a good episode too. She's perfect for like getting more serious about kind of spiritual and like even like mental health stuff. Like we, it was 
we get into some some good areas on my podcast that's not all just fun and games and well yeah, no, and I, sure. I like that especially like on the cecil hotel thing because like you know like they do that whole thing about like the mystery of that woman disappearing and stuff like that and she really is really actually just having like a mental health crisis and like and then there's some like the, it's the instruction just like really sad you know really what I mean? Sad, yeah. And um, it's like she, she had gotten off her medication. And but did you see they they just can't? Sorry, we're like done with the podcast. I don't know. They <laughs> just came out with that um, documentary about the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. So they talked about this in the documentary, and I was like, thank God, someone else knows what I'm talking about. At the first lockdown, like in March, I watched the Japanese horror movie Dark Water. Not mm-hmm. the American version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as I was watching it, because I already knew the story of the Cecil Hotel, I was like, oh, my God, this is a story of Elisa Lamb. Yeah. And then I looked it up. And at the time, which was just last March, nothing on the Internet I found, like, made any connection between the two. And I was like, am I crazy? Like, does no one else see this? Because Dark Water came out before Elisa Lamb died. Mm. And the storyline so is exactly the same. It's insane. <laughs> Insane. So yeah. then I, t- I texted like three of my friends who were like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm already stuck in my room and now I feel crazy and alone. And this like nuts, like realization I want someone else to share with me and no one has it. <laughs> totally forgot about it. And then I watched that documentary about the Cecil Hotel and they were like, oh, these internet sleuths figured it out. Dark Water came out before Lisa. And I was like, where the fuck were you guys last year when I was like freaking out by myself in my bedroom? Like someone else needs to be excited about this and no one else cares. It was very difficult, but I got through it. If you come to New York, um, aside from the Greenwood Cemetery thing, there's actually two places outside of New York City that would be perfect for your show. Um, One of them is the Lizzie Borden Hotel. And oh, that's I, actually... I had the um, their resident psychic did a minisode with me. Dope, dope. So, awesome. Cool. Yeah. And then also yeah. the Sh- the Shanley Hotel. The Shanley Hotel is right outside of New York City. Um, oh. It's in up it's in upstate New York, and it's one of the most haunted hotels in the entire country. Um, Interesting. It's super cool too. Like it's a very well, you very. You can cool... just help me write all of my New York episodes. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> season four will just all be in New York. <laughs> no, there's so much shit like Sleepy Hollow, Amityville. Like, oh my like god, all, yes, yeah, all of yeah. it's like super accessible too. So yeah, well, you can help me produce season four. I'm all over it. <laughs> Let's do it. Cool. Yeah, I need the help. There you go. Um. Well, this has been really awesome. Um. Uh, well, we'll see you next week. Um. Thanks for joining us uh, once again. And um, um, Brooklyn, goodbye, goodbye, guys. Um, good to see Bye. you. Go Bye. There. Jonas, Thanks for having good, me. Good job on your uh, on your stand up, and uh, hopefully I'll be out there soon, and uh, you'll give me a spot. So, um, thank you for tuning in for another episode of another goddamn horror podcast. And I remind you, uh, go out this weekend, uh, start some fires, and break some glass. So thank you very much.